Welcome or willkommen to two points, one goal. I say willkommen because it's the German games this week, Pardo. In the oh, NFL. very apt. Yes. yes. And I'm Excellent. obviously based like in it. Germany, so throw out a little bit of the German lingo every now and then. Um, but why don't you, in classic two points, one goal tradition, why don't you come close to the mic and tell the people what we've got in store for them this week? Uh, guten Tag. So for today's pod, we've got the Thursday night football review, Titans against the Steelers. We've got sack coach working, or in some respects, there's already um, those that are no longer working that we can go through. Uh, we've got the Pardo's power rankings. We've got the week nine preview, trade deadline, kind of oh, who's hot and who's not. And we've got time, a bit of entertainment for the weekend. Lovely stuff. Intro music, please. And we are ready to go. Um, I'm actually, I sounded full of energy then, but I'm actually sat down today. Usually I do a stand-up pod at my desk, but um, it's the afternoon, Friday afternoon. I've had a little bit of a cold this week. Yesterday I was a bit KO'd on the couch for a while. So the energy is a little bit depleted. So I'm sat down for the first time ever for a pod. You you t- you sit down regularly though. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sitter of a of a pod, but maybe maybe I should be reverting it. But like you say, I had a cold early in the week. You must have been catching it from me via Zoom, or I don't know. But it's it's going around, it's doing the rounds, isn't it? But I think we're as a podcast, I suppose we're a service to those people that are a bit sick. You can't really read or watch anything on TV because you're a bit fuzzy, but you can listen to a podcast. So. Yeah. Hopefully we can alleviate some of those people with colds and flus out there. No days oh, off. Those are also... No days off for the podcasters, as Bill Belichick no. would say. Actually, that's a nice little segue yeah. into um, talking about Josh McDaniels getting fired this week because he is from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. He was Bill oh, Belichick's. Really? Uh, he was Bill Belichick's right. assistant. Uh, well, he was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for a long time. Bill Belichick has had very little success from people who worked for him, going on to coaching jobs. Not many people have uh, have actually done well. I think it's kind of Bill Belichick is a kind of a one off in terms of his personality, and the other people then go off and try to replicate that. But the thing about leadership, it takes authenticity. If that's not you and you're trying to be someone else and they're all going off trying to be Bill Belichick, that's going to fail. Big it time. doesn't work. And, you know, Belichick's character as well, for those coaches underneath him, they're, they're very, I suppose, almost submissive to that kind of style of leadership. But for them to kind of replicate that when they're not naturally that kind of person, because for them to fit under Belichick, having another Belichick just wouldn't work. They'd just clash all the time. Yeah, exactly. They'd be out there before the quicker than the ass could hit the back of the door or whatever the saying is. I don't even know what, what the saying is. <laughs> anyway, but the um, a little bit of flowers to myself. I throw out a few flowers uh, every episode, but I'm going to throw some to myself in my direction because the sacked coach working segment, this time last Friday, I said Josh McDaniels is the, the hottest ranking, like the hottest seat um, on my mm. list because everything just looked a mess in in Las Vegas, and I've said it for a while that I've I've 
I've thrown out a few things that, okay, there was this thing with Chandler Jones, there's this thing with Devontae Adams, and I put him at the top of my list for people that I, I think just will get fired very soon. It just wasn't working. The offense, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. The offense was terrible. Um, the best player kind of wants out of there. What, what are they doing? Then, then getting beat to the Lions, they just looked completely lost. And then, but... And I was listening to some podcasts about it, like, you know, reaction podcasts. And they were all like, oh, I was shocked uh, the, that he was fired. Well, there was one podcast that wasn't. And that was two mm-hmm. punts, one goal. Because we, yeah, we said it for a while. I mean, uh, I called, I said to Mark, Mark, I said, to, well, Mark Davis isn't a listener who's the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. So I don't think he's a listener. Not but, yet. Not, not yet. yet. But we did say that they really just, it was time to just pull the trigger, even though he had a six-year contract, this guy. Time to pull the trigger, get back to basics, go to the draft, like really get someone in who you trust to make some good draft picks, hire a good general manager. The general manager was also someone that came over with Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Just clear house, get rid of all these people and then start again, build from the draft and finally get some good draft picks. Because as long as I can remember, they've not drafted anyone good. Um, well, they got Josh Jacobs, who's a good running back, and Max Crosby, mm. who's a really good pass rusher. But they got Max Crosby in like the third round, so it wasn't like he was touted as a great prospect. He they just kind of got a bit lucky on Max Crosby that he turned out into the player he is. So I think it's best get rid of him, start again. The only thing that the only probably mistake they made with this was leaving it so close to trade deadline day. Because then they couldn't actually. There was basically the the owner apparently just like blocked that told them they were getting fired and and told them to leave the the place. So that meant that they didn't have anyone even taking the calls on transfer deadline day. Um, so if anyone yes. wanted to, you know, and they have a superstar wide receiver in Devonte Adams sat there, and probably there were people calling to try and get him. And he's probably a bit miffed because he sat there on a team that's going nowhere now this season. And he could have gone to a Super Bowl contender and actually tried to get a Super Bowl this season. Um, And they could have got a couple of good picks for him as well and then take them into the draft next year. But it is what it is. I think they've made the right decision. It was not We move on. We We move move on. on. We draw a line. Yeah. You can never, you know, one thing I know from my my history of work um, coming from actually originally the HR profession, uh, there is... there's no, you know, there's there's nothing, nothing is with, with dismissals and things like this. Nothing works out to plan. Right. So so you kind of have to just, you, you know, you have to kind of uh, you, but you need to make those decisions. It's it's the times when you just let these things drag on forever, just brings down the whole organization, you know, and brings down the all the teams. So when it's clear and when you know that, OK, this isn't the right person to build a culture here, this isn't the right person to for the general manager to pick our draft, like to to choose the players in the next draft. This isn't the person I trust to do good trades. This isn't the person I trust to do the, you know, the management of the team. It's time to just change and start building it up from the beginning and get someone in there who can really build a good culture. That's what they need to do. What do you think about the interim coach that they brought in? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like his name's Antonio Pierce. Oh, you didn't actually uh, prep this. So uh, good job. Good job. I made a few notes. (laughs) But what I love about him is that he's actually a Raiders fan from Compton, from Long Beach, and uh, father of seven kids, I saw on his Wikipedia page, and he's a Super Bowl winner with the Giants from 2008. 
So he's got some winning pedigree. And what I love about him is that he's an actual Raiders fan um, from the historical home roots of the Raiders, even though they were probably somewhere before. But I feel like uh, Compton mm-hmm. is their kind of uh, base where I see them being as their historical home. So I guess who the Raiders have got this weekend? Go on, tell me. I, I the Giants. Oh, the Giants. there you go. There you go. So it's it's a good timing for a change of obviously coach and things because I mean I suppose the Giants for the Raiders should be a winnable game. It, both Let's see if they get that. Ins. Yeah, they're both not doing anything this season, right? But like usually you get a little bounce, right? The new coach bounce. Someone finally that you know probably all the all the players are sat there going finally that bloody idiot's gone. Let's just play, have fun again. Let's play football like we used to. Let's just go out there and enjoy it, you know. And then that usually gives them a bounce. We see that in mm. football as well in the Premier League or something. The new manager bounce or the no manager bounce, just having like you know when a team is playing terrible under Mourinho to take it to a football yeah. uh, soccer thing, because um, at the end of a Mourinho reign, even though if they win a few things, at the end everyone hates it so much playing for Mourinho that as soon as he's gone. They go on a, a winning spree just because the players are so happy and they start enjoying the sport again. It's a liberation, love. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is a. So, yeah. so let's see. Like maybe that. Um, I'm kind of rooting for them now, because as I said, I said in the last pod, I want the fact I didn't like Josh McDaniels because I want Raiders to be good. They they should. The NFL needs a good Raiders team, and they have the best merchandise, which we discussed last time. And mm. Las Vegas, if I if I go to a game, I want to go to Las Vegas and I want to watch a game in that f- amazing stadium in Las Vegas and then have a weekend with my friends enjoying Vegas and then fly home. What an, uh, what an NFL experience that would be. It should be top of your list, shouldn't it? You know, as a yeah. tourist fan, as we really are, you know, based in the UK, we can kind of flip around. I mean, we've got our allegiances with our teams. You know, you're a diehard you know, Texas fan for you know, last month. Texas uh, Raiders. Uh... <laughs> Did um, Ravens, <laughs> Browns, and had a bit of Panthers. <laughs> um, and I suppose while we're on the hot seat, you know those, you know we we talked about the ones that have kind of hit the can, and what, who else is potentially on the radar? Is there going to be any more yeah. sackings in the well, next couple of weeks? Do you think? I think definitely keep your eyes out for. I I still think Frank Reich is his butt is searing hot because I think. David Tepper is looking for an excuse to fire uh, Frank Reich. So the, luckily they won last week. Let's see what they do this week. Um, not sure who they have this week. I think it might be the Falcons, if I remember rightly. Oh, no, they played the Falcons last week. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that later. But Panthers. Um, but the person to keep your eye on is Riverboat Ron Rivera, the commander's yep. coach. Because if you saw in the trade deadline, two... His two pass rushers have been traded. So that's uh, Montez Sweat. He went from the Commanders to the Bears for a second round pick. And um, Chase Young. So Young and Sweaty is gone. Chase Young uh, was traded to the 49ers for a third round draft pick. He was the number two overall pick. That was the the headline trade of uh, trade deadline day, wasn't it? Chase Young. Exactly. Chase Young, because again, it's the 49ers just doing smart moves they've got someone because chase young was the rookie defensive rookie of the year in his first season then he blew out his knee he had very bad knee injury in his second season which wasn't just an acl it was like a lot of things around it as well 
So it took a long time to recover. This is, he wasn't so good last season, but that was the first season back. So then you're kind of looking at uh, this season. He seems to be, I mean, he's got a lot of potential, right? The second overall pick, people thought he was great coming out of college, had a rookie defensive player of the year. So the 49 is getting stronger again on the defensive line is just for them. Like they're just smart with the players. The, the 49ers and the Eagles are the two smartest franchises in the way that they just pick up the best players and um, mm. they always tr- seem to make room for for good players and what they also do is they they bring in players on their defensive and offensive line all the time so because that's like where you win games right in the trenches they say so you're protecting your quarterback and you're sacking the quarterback and the rest you can fill in players around um, but they're smart run organizations. That's why they're always there or thereabouts, you know, because they yeah. make these smart decisions. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so Riverboat Ron was already in my sack, the top list for being sacked. And now he's basically got no pass rush, right? So his two best players on defense, or there is a better, a good player, um, Jonathan Allen, but two of the, his two pass rushes are gone. So that means he's basically going to be kind of inept on the the defense so i think and and when it when an organization also makes that decision that oh we're getting rid of some of your best players that's a decision that comes from the owner or the 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 top office of the the organization they're basically saying we're going to blow we're going to change all of this right so so i think it's only a matter of time before they say right thanks for your work ron see you later we're going to take all these draft picks we got. We're going to get a new coach, a new general manager, and we're going to kind of move forward. So that's the one I Ruthless. would keep Ruthless. my eyes on. Well, they had a, it was a new owner came in last year, so it's only a matter of time, usually until they bring in their people, you know? Okay. okay. And it's a ruthless business. You don't get to be a, a franchise worth like $5 billion if you're not, you know, not kind of ruthless. True, true. Um, anyone else... To be aware of in terms of names, or are you kind of happy with your list? I think that that's the short list. There's an extended list if you want to listen to the pod last week, last Friday. Go back. Uh, we could do with the extra listener yeah. numbers. They re- they, re- <laughs> <laughs> they remain they remain kind of hot seat contenders. Everyone they yeah. kind of mentioned last week, they're still in the firing line. Yeah, exactly. My my the three main ones were Josh McDaniels, uh, Frank Reich, and Ron Rivera. So those still remain my now. Josh McDaniels is gone, but those still remain the the key guys. I think who you got to watch out for. I mean, it's great for the Panthers to get their win last week, so that must have helped that situation. And they've got another kind of potential winnable game against the Colts. This oh, week it's as Colts. Well, so. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, winning mm. solves all problems. If you keep winning, then you'll be fine. But <laughs> Frank, he's on a short leash. I think Frank Reich. <laughs> So uh, we'll see. When you have a, a an owner who desperately wants to win and is very tinkering, is always getting the hands involved in everything, they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, let you slip up too much. Uh, what about the Bears coach? Is he kind of still? Well, I think the Bears. I I did put him in the hot seat candidates in the uh, mm, sacked okay. coach working. Okay. So he was mentioned, but the thing is, the Bears uh, actually traded for some of these players, right? So the Bears traded mm. for Montez Sweat. So I, I think the Bears are kind of saying with that, that sends to me a bit of a message that um, we believe in the GM who was allowed to make this trade 
right? Because you're bringing yep. in, you're giving a second round pick for for a pass rusher, and then you've got to give him a big contract as well, right? So that's kind of saying that. And then Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are quite entwined because Ryan Poles chose Matt Eberflus and said, like, he's the best coach. I want to keep him. Uh, no, so he chose him, and then they, they're kind of quite entwined, right? So that, to me, says he might be safe, and they might be given next year. I don't think he cuts the mustard, personally. Okay, okay. The Bears are pretty poor, and I, I can't see them. Well, what what would they do? They, potentially, though, they could have, like, two top five picks next in the draft. So this would mean that they could choose. There are there are two like probably amazing quarterbacks and one of the best wide receivers that have been seen in generations apparently um in the top of the draft so i think it, maybe they're going to give them a chance to choose because they didn't actually draft justin fields so maybe they okay. might move on from justin fields and get a quarterback in the draft and give them another season or so see what happens maybe. okay so you might be safe might be safe. I mean, they've got a difficult game against the Saints as well. They're just starting to turn around. So, um, yeah, interesting weekend ahead uh, for those people in the hot seat. Yeah. Um, I suppose, shall we uh, cover Thursday night football? Yeah, yeah, about time. We've been talking for about 20 minutes, haven't we? Like, or I have been talking. Sorry the, about that, the, listener. The, the, yeah, the, 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 fir- the top of our agenda. Um, but I think we it, it was a nice kind of uh, segue into the sack cl- uh, coaches working. Yeah. Um, but also, I suppose, yeah, Thursday night football, it was Steelers against Titans. Um, I suppose we'll give away the score straight away. Steelers drummed out the win. It was 20 to the Steelers, 16 to the Titans. And uh, I think that was a, that was a good victory for the Steelers. It could have gone either way. It went down to the last throw of the game. Um, any comments from your side in terms of? No, I think I, I think if you look at the, it went down to the last throw of the game, right? So the the Titans could have uh, potentially potentially won that. The Steelers, it, it was pretty much the Titans dominated the first half, from what I could see. Um, then the Steelers kind of came back and actually it was like 13, 13. And then George Pickens could have scored a touchdown, but put his foot out of bounds on a touchdown. So, um, yeah, yeah, like he had seemed to have loads of space. So I don't know why he he stepped out of bounds, but he looked like he had loads of space, but maybe he just thought he was in a different momentum, you know, mid air kind of catching yourself. I mean, the, the body contortions mm. that these wide receivers are able to do, I'm not going to judge them for it because it's mm-hmm. you know it's almost impossible for someone like me to do. So, um, but yeah, then they got to score to 2016, right? Like with the they they scored another touchdown, Deontay Johnson, and then it, and it was 2016. But then uh, I looked at the kind of the stat sheet before I watched the highlights, and I saw that um, Will Levis. I was like, oh, this is a return to reality for Will Levis, who scored four touchdowns in his debut last week. He's a rookie. Hard to maintain, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw the stat sheet and it said no touchdowns and one interception. I was like, oh, God, he's probably had a terrible game. And he's, but, but actually, when I watched it, he didn't have a terrible game. He he seemed to play pretty well and he did some really nice throws. And I think it was just a very close contest between two uh, evenly matched teams. And he had a chance to win it at the end. And his interception was because he, he was trying to force it into the end. That was the the last throw of the game. Exactly. Yeah. He had to go for it. I think there was six seconds to go or something. So he, he threw it into the end zone and it got like intercepted, but he had to go for it. 
and and I think he actually did some nice throws. So yeah. it looks kind of positive for the Titans. I would still be positive if I was a Titans fan because, yeah, you've got this. We were talking about it. Like when you get this new quarterback that looks interesting, it just brings so much excitement to the organization. So when I saw the score and, and I saw the stats, I was like, oh, no, did it just crash and burn already, that excitement? But no, Titans fans, it's still there. And I think it was just the the Steelers were just just ground out the win, basically. It was a ground out win, absolutely. And I, I mean, it's it's nice to have the spotlight on the Titans. You know, I've not really kind of watched much of them uh, in recent weeks, but yeah, they got some great players with Henry and uh, Hopkins in that first half. He yeah. seemed to get the ball all the time. So yeah, it's some. It was almost like, without knowing the score up front, you'd think you know Titans are going to run away with the game. But fair play to the Steelers. Yeah, I'd be excited if I if I was a Titans fan. I'd like like you said, right? Henry looked good, Hopkins looked good, caught a few nice passes, and Levis actually looked good throwing to Hopkins. So mm. it doesn't look so bad. Like they need they're missing some players. I think they they they're you know, but but on the whole, I was like, yeah, and I think the Steelers, it's it's just two evenly matched teams, middle of the road teams, I would say. And uh exactly. but then the Steelers go to five and three and the Titans go to three and five, the opposite record. But it could what be either difference? way for both, right? Yeah. Like you could fit you could see the Steelers being a three and five team and the Titans being a five and three team, but it's the other way around. It's just like that's what happens. Yeah, mid table teams, aren't they? Really? Yeah. You know, exactly. I just see the world in power rankings now. So that they're they're not in the top top ten. They're not in the top bottom ten. You know, they're kind of middle of the road, doing yeah, okay. Yeah. And who knows what could end uh, happen towards the end if they get a bit of a streak together. Exactly. Go on then. Talking of power rankings, maybe we dip into your power rankings and then we start looking at the the games for the weekend. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that 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 makes sense. So I suppose power rankings. I mean, it's it's all changed, particularly in the top five this week. But I'll just kind of recap on the bottom five in terms of where we are. So we have Panthers still in thirty second place, but they did get their first win. Last weekend, as I've already mentioned, you know, they've got a game against the the Colts, which is still winnable. You've got Bears in thirty first place, who playing the Saints. What is an interesting one is Cardinals in thirtieth place. That are, I think they're a bit down the luck, but they've got the Browns, and Browns are doing okay in recent weeks. Um, been unlucky in certain results, so I'd be interested what happens there. I think. If either of these teams get another week this week, then they, they could get themselves out that uh, bottom five and get a bit of momentum going. We've also oh, got the... And that's... The um, can I jump in on the Cardinals there? So, yeah, go, go. Sorry to ruin your flow, but the Cardinals, um, they traded Josh Dobbs, who's been there kind of... Um, he's He's been kind of doing the quarterback duties, but he was dropped last week. And he got traded to the Vikings who Kirk Cousin was just a jump in on, on some trade things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Kirk Cousins got injured last week, out for the season. Josh Dobbs has been sent from the Cardinals to the Vikings, but won't start this week. Jaron Hall will start, who's the rookie. So we'll see how that goes. But Josh Dobbs gives them a mm-hmm. bit of protection because he can do a job as a quarterback in the NFL. He showed in the last few years, but he's not like a, an out and out number one. He's a good backup, but can do a job for you if you need it. So the Ooh, Cardinals... Um, but the Cardinals have Clayton Tune starting this week, who is a rookie as well. So this will be his, his first start in the NFL. That's interesting as well. And yeah, um, one, yeah, the Cardinals have got a good game against the Browns, but also the Vikings are playing the Falcons. Um, so that'll be a good first game for the rookie quarterback. Mm, that's a good um, one, yeah. Set that's up a nicely very interesting to watch. 
Yeah, nice. So like that's what I it always makes the game more interesting when you're like you've never seen this person play, you know? And you're like could mm. they they could they be the next amazing quarterback or will they just be your next Josh Dobbs? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, we've not gone to the week uh, the weekend games, but there there are some exciting fixtures. We're not in actually the good thing is we've not mentioned any of the the big ones yet, which is good. Um and just carrying on with that bottom five then. So we've got the Patriots still sitting in there as well. And the Giants. I mean, both teams could get themselves out. You know, Patriots are facing off against the Commanders, and you've got the Giants, as we've already mentioned, against the Rams. Uh, those on precarious positions, you've got the Packers. They've got a tough game against the Rams this week, and the Raiders. Again, you know that they're, they're, they're sitting just amongst it, so they're not in the worst performing team, and they've already had their coach sacked. So these other teams, you know, they, they, they're on borrowed time. And um, yeah, so it'd be interesting how things flow. But I suppose the most exciting thing about the power rankings at the moment is the top 10. You've got at 10, you've got the Jags that have been one of the most informed teams in recent weeks. But I think it's just been the down to the teams that they've been playing, not the highest rankings. Obviously, they got that week in, uh, against the Bills. But since then, they've not been playing any of the top five. So that's they traded for someone actually. Ju- the, the Jags, they traded for Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings, who's like supposed to be one of the better young guards in the league. So another okay. more protection for Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence there. I don't know how they got him for like a sixth round pick, but they did. Um, yeah, so they they made it. Yes. They were active on the trade. So it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, they got a buy this weekend, so there's no game for the Jags. Um, we also in ninth place, we've got the Cowboys and they've got a you know, the first big game this weekend against the Eagles, Ooh, uh, who are one. soaring high. Um, we've then got the Bengals that, are, again, they've got some great momentum at the moment. They 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 seem to be just crushing any team that they're facing against. And they've got the Bills this week, another big game. Um, also, above them, Seahawks, you know, they, they started off pretty slow, but they're now kind of really um, crushing it in their uh, division. And, and they made a big trade. The, yeah, and, and they're playing the Ravens. Yeah, that's a great game. Week, I've got so. that earmarked. And they they uh, traded for Leonard Williams from the Giants, who's the Giants', Giants best uh, defensive player, right? So they've gone and got stronger, even though they've been really strong this season. They've gone and got stronger. So that's an interesting one to see. That's, good. that's a yeah, great yeah. matchup. I've got that um, highlighted. That one, yeah, and I well, I think you know those those three teams of Cowboys, Bengals, and Seahawks, they can jump into that top five position and really kind of gain that momentum going into the playoffs. Um, above them, you've got the 49ers that have fallen out of the top five for the first time. Uh, they got a bye this week, so you got both the Jags and the 49ers with a bye. And sitting above them, the Lions. What the number was the uh, what number were the 49ers? They've fallen six. out of the top ten. Ah, six. Okay, yeah, top five. So top five is you know the the pinnacle. Of the yeah, power league, of course. Um, so you've got you got the you got the Lions above them. They're in they're in fifth position, which is great. Um, but they they're they're in for another uh, bye week. Um, but there is excitement building that they might actually get that playoff place. Um, then we've got the Chiefs. The Chiefs have fallen to the you know they, they've fallen again to the fourth position. Um, after their kind of surprise loss Four last showing, week. Yeah, mm, but. And the probably the game of the weekend, and we've got the you know the the German Hello. weekend game. <laughs> They're facing off against the Dolphins. What a matchup yep. for the Germans! You know, in, in Frankfurt, Frankfurt this weekend. Yeah, grab your um, Frankfurters. 
So they're playing against the third place team of the Dolphins. Um, above them, we've got the Ravens, as we've mentioned, and flying high, as I say, are the Eagles. They're now in that number one spot of the power rankings. Nice. Um, and with the most wins out of any team in the in the whole of the NFL. I think that's I think the Eagles they've been a little bit inconsistent, I guess, or they felt like they haven't played to their best, but but uh I do think that's probably a deserved number one spot for the Eagles. I think the the probably the one that will jump up a lot will be San Fran, the 49ers, because I think with this addition of Chase Young, I think they're coming off a three They've lost three games in a row, right? But I think that I think the 49ers will jump up your power rankings again and the Lions will slip down. Yeah, and the great thing is I've just checked the, you know, this for the UK at least, Sky Sports. We've got first game, obviously, we've got the Dolphins against the Chiefs as the T30 game. But then after that, the live game is the Seahawks against the Ravens. Following that, you then got the Cowboys against the Eagles, and then Monday Night Football, Bills against the Bengals. That's oh good. no, that's Sunday. That's Sunday Night Football. So you got the Sunday Night Football with Bills against Bengals, and then you got the Chargers Jets. Doesn't quite match the the hype of the other games, but still, no, a jolly good show to have. Quick question about your power rankings: Where were the Bills? Uh -oh. I missed that one. No, where were the Bills? Uh, they're outside the top ten. Don't yeah. get mentioned. No way. Really. Yeah, if you're not in where, the top 10, they're probably oh 11th. God. And yeah, where were the Bengals? The Bengals are now 8th. Okay. So I was thinking that's a that's a top 10 clash, but like uh, clearly the Bills are not in there. But I, I can't see the it's, Bills. The Bills so, must be so... in the top 10. No? No, they're not. They're not in the top 10 because no. of these other teams that have come up and just got such a great streak in them. You know, I mentioned like the Jags, you know, like, that victory for the Jags is kind of just not the Bills out of it. They can't be in contention for Fair it enough. because of their recent poor form and that defeat against the Jags. That kind well, of my predictions will be slump. over the coming weeks, Bills will jump into the top 10 and 49ers will jump into the top five. Who's going to drop out, though? Out of the Lions. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> who was and the Jags? Lions and Jags. Well, Jags. What you don't think Jags are going to maintain their top ten? No, I think status. they. I think they are there or thereabouts. But I think the Bills will prove to be stronger than the Jags over the course of a season. But, yeah, I think with the Bills, I think they've just had a bit of a recent slump, and it's just you know it's it's as is, isn't it, in terms of uh, form and um, performances. But yeah, I think over the course of the season, yeah, you've got to see the Bills up there. I think they've been fairly unlucky in terms of results recently so let's see but i hope I, uh, the lions prove you wrong and they maintain their top five status well yeah i hope for your sake they do um but uh, you i mean come on you can't keep out they can't keep out the 49ers they just 49ers are a much better team so they're, they're they're sticking in there they're showing dan campbell type tenacity which i like but that's they're not a top five team in my opinion they're still a great team very good but not a top five. No, I mean, it, this is it. You, as I've said, you know, it, it's amazing seeing them up there with these, uh, you know, huge names of uh, NFL. Um, but it just shows, you know, they're, they're there for a reason. Power rankings don't lie. You know, the performances have been maintained and they're almost top a couple of uh, weeks ago, which is absolutely crazy. 
Um, Good stuff. We've got the so, same. By the way, we've got the same games we'll be watching this weekend then, because on German TV, Dolphins mm. Chiefs at two twenty-five CET for any of you German fans out there, and um, Seahawks Ravens at seven PM uh, CET or eighteen fifty-five as the in twenty-four hour clock, and then after that is the Eagles Cowboys. So I will definitely be watching. My Sunday is going to be on the couch watching Dolphins Chiefs then Seahawks Ravens and probably bed or I will try to stay up and watch a bit of the Eagles Cowboys I think mm. they'd be great to be able to sit through that I think I I'm normally better with that kind of um yeah I might be better with the Cowboys Eagles <laughs> no my time uh recently in terms of watching games but we'll we'll see um yeah so it's almost like yeah with those kind of live games it's I think if it's a choice between that and the red zone, I think I'll be watching the live game if I can. Yeah, I've been enjoying watching live games this season because I usually watch the mm. red zone, but I've actually really been enjoying the live game. So I'm going to stick with that format. And many of you, may, maybe some of you listeners out there might be thinking, well, Steve's in Germany and he's not going to the Frankfurt games and he went to a London game. Yes, I am stupid. Uh, no, but I actually tried to get tickets for the, the Germany games and I was like, 2 million in the queue or something 1.4 million in the queue they sold within 10 seconds right like i i went into the pre-queue which was at 9 a.m you could go into a pre-queue so i was in the pre-queue at 9 a.m then the tickets went on sale at 12 and you had to be in the pre-queue then i got into the main queue and then it said you are number 1.4 million in the queue uh and then within 10 seconds it was like all tickets have sold see you i was like what that's ridiculous after three hours of waiting so I was quite annoyed by that. And it was actually very easy. And I hadn't been to London for a long time. I used to live in London, but I thought, oh, that's nice to go over and visit some friends. And I had a friend who was visiting there who I hadn't seen for many years. And he's in the US, but was visiting there. So I thought, oh, I'll go to the London game. And it was very easy to get a London game ticket just on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah. And then I thought to myself, I actually did say to my wife, I might go to Frankfurt this weekend and watch this one. Just go to a pub or like a local, just sample the atmosphere in the town square or something because it's fun in Germany doing that. Um, but then I realized that Frankfurt is quite far from Berlin. Um, and, <laughs> and, and it's like, I mean, it's like an hour flight, but on the train, it's a good three hours or something on the train or even more. If I think. it's direct though, if it's direct, um, yeah, do it overnight trip. I suppose it's not... the hotels would be quite expensive or. Yeah. Cause they're all sold mm. out because everyone's in town and then it's. You know, so I thought, oh, well, I could go in the day, enjoy the day and then come back. But then I thought, God, this is going to be a nightmare. What a train will get canceled. Or so, you know, you'll be stuck on the... Making me tired just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. Exactly. So I started getting tired talking to my wife about it. And she was oh, you can go if you want. I was like, oh, no, it sounds like a bit of a nightmare. I'm going to, I'm just going to watch. It, put, it puts the pressure on it. It's like you, you, you come with this kind of question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think about going to the game. But yeah, she's going to give me a hard no anyway. But I'll ask. And then she... <laughs> She says yes. It's like, oh no, I've got to do it. <laughs> no, no. Oh no. Yeah. But with London, <laughs> it was like I was I had a lot of I was excited to go and visit London again. So I would I wanted to go originally to this, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm a bit busy. Like I wanted to there's stuff I need to take care of in the garden this weekend. <laughs> and and it's you know, I have this client garden right that I've talked about many times, but you have to go and turn the water off and all this. So this is the last weekend because next weekend I travel to a conference in portugal in lisbon so i can't like do it next weekend 
So that and then it's and then it's the winter. Then we're in the cold part of winter. So it's what, my what a time. What go. a time to go for a conference in uh, Lisbon. It's what almost time perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. I That's mean, what. So when we booked, we got selected to this uh, this conference, and then um, yeah, you have to go the whole week because it's like um, oh, what a shame. Yeah, exactly. Shame. So and we got then we looked at also the dates and we were like, oh, that's going to be brilliant. Like it's just started getting really dark and gray, and it's dark at mm. four o'clock here now or whatever. I was like, this is perfect. Get me out of here for a bit of a last week of sun in the run up to Christmas and all this. And then that'll probably be enough to get me through the vitamin D to get me through the winter. So yeah, it's perfect timing. Uh, and I've never been to Lisbon. I've heard it's brilliant. I've heard no, it's I, I've I've heard place. good things. I think if you're a work from homer and you can work remotely anywhere, Lisbon is probably up That's there as one say. of the top five places to live. Just because it's a nice, you know, twenty odd degrees almost for the majority of the year. And uh, yeah, it's very kind of cheap rent and stuff. So yeah, the inflation. Well, apparently that's a big hard. problem now because it's going up because of because of people like what you just said. All these oh, just promote remote it. workers who yeah. who are going there, mm. and now the, the rents have gone astronomical. But great wine, great fish, mm. uh, kind of reasonable prices for all of all of that stuff. So that I will be enjoying. And we did find an Airbnb actually in the in the town center, which was you know kind of well priced so yeah looking forward to it all right yeah yeah uh, so when's that next week or the week after sorry well now i think about it it actually might be two weeks so i don't know mm, why I, right. I think there was something next weekend it's the the conference is the 13th it starts so i think i fly not next sunday but the sunday after but i, I think there was something reason why i couldn't also go to the garden next weekend but I can't remember what it is now off the off the top of my head. Anyway, you know what it's like. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's absolutely fine. And I, I think we naturally kind of given a preview of uh, a lot of the games coming up in week nine. Uh, are there any on, on your radar that you kind of like to highlight to the? No, we we gave the them all. I'll be watching the Dolphins, Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens. But the only other one I wanted to highlight was Raiders, Giants. I will keep an eye on because of this. Uh, no Josh McDaniels bounce. I want to see from the Raiders. Um, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, I said that twice, but yeah, they're the only ones that, that came up. You still sound like you're carrying a bit this cold. Your nose is a bit blocked um, from Tuesday. You, you feeling okay? Yeah, I'd like to say, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% yet, but this is the best I've felt. Yesterday, yeah, I had Monday and Tuesday off. For holiday but it just turned out to be sick days pretty much and then back at it on wednesday wednesday as soon as i started working and did my first conference call i was like oh this was a mistake i could have i could have should have had another day off but yeah. i was in it then so i may as well kept going and then it's kind of got progressively better and today i must say i'm feeling better but then obviously we, we record the pod like lunchtime on a friday and it's yeah yeah you've already had a, a morning of you know work and yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm probably just flagging a bit because of that. Uh, oh. The nose isn't fully cleared, uh, but yeah. you're a real champ. You're a real champ. So let's let's sign off. <laughs> let's sign off and say goodbye. We've we've just got a couple of seconds. So go on. Oh, I just realised. Yeah, uh, out of time. Out of time. Um, okay. Well, if you do not have courage, you may not have the opportunity to use any of your other virtues. Samuel Jackson. Before I bring that back, goodbye. Goodbye. 
See ya.